is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. I would like you... I, I would like you not to do a little dance. It's all right. It's okay. I would like you to go and, if you can, try and find someone of a different generation to you. And when you're with that person of a different generation, I'll, I'll, I, want you to, I want you to ask them a question about what, what is the thing that you love most about God? And... You can, I mean, if you want, you can ask, what, what has he done in your life? Like, you can ask, you go on to that question. But also ask, what, what do you, if there was one bit of the Bible, if, if there was one page of the Bible you could save, what, like, I, I just, it, it all blew away and I could just grab one page and I had it for, forever. What, what would be my favorite bit that I'd love to just hang on to? Answer to that, just go, oh, I don't know. It's okay. But find someone of a different generation, ask them what you love about God and ask them what bit of the Bible you just absolutely love. And if you don't know what a generation is, <laughs> if you're at school with that person, that's not the same as a generation. Well, I love this. It's started to create so much conversation. If you want to start to draw your conversations to a close, that's great. Still got a few, few seconds left, so but just start to draw them to a close when you can. And then you can find a seat and I won't make you stand up again. All right? It's so cool to sing such Bible truth earlier that, that the Lord will be enthroned upon the praises of a thousand generations. Yeah? The, the, Bible, the Bible says, I think it's in, um, I think it's in Psalm 22, says, says that one generation will declare his glory to the next, to another. Um, there is, there's so much truth in, from this book in the songs that come up on the screen. And that's so, that's so important that actually the songs that we sing, the choruses that we sing over our, our lives and the things that we declare in worship, we want them to have a firm foundation. We want, we want them not to just be, well, oh, it sounded good. Or, or it kind of sounded a bit like um, the, the music that I heard um, on, uh, in the charts this week or, or some, something that I heard on the radio. No, we want, we want there to be a message that is more than just positivity, more than just self-esteem, yeah? We want it to actually be a, a firm foundation because, because when, when we look into the Bible... I mean, so, some, some of us have like a couple of books in the Bible named with uh, similar names like 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. Any Johns in the house? Any <laughs> but, but actually, there's, there's not much of me in here. Yeah? This, this book is not about me. There's a lot of people I can relate to in here, but this book isn't about me. And it's not about you. And it's not about you. And so much of our story and our thinking is, well, hang on, this is, let, let's, 
how do I feel about this? And, and what's my truth on this? And, and, and what's, wh- how, how do I, what's my thinking and my interpretation on it? And what have, I heard, what have I read about on Facebook? But actually, when it comes to it, the authority is in this book. This is the Bible. And this is God's word. And we believe that it is eternal. And we believe that it is sufficient. And we believe that it is complete. And we believe that it's true. So when, when we talk about this book, sometimes we call it scripture. Sometimes we call it God's word. Sometimes we call it the Bible. What, whatever we call it, what we need to understand is that it's his story. Yeah, It's all from God. And that where we exist into it is because only because of his great love reaching in, cut, uh, reaching in and grabbing us and pulling us into that story and saying, here's my great love, which is told throughout this book. Come and join in. Come, there's a place at the table for you. There's a place in my house for you. It says it right here. We can believe it. We can take it to the bank. Well, actually, the banks will pass away. The banks are things of this age. But we can take it to heaven. We can take all of the truth that is here and be confident as we approach the throne of Jesus that he has done it all, like it says. That he has, he has the final word. He has completed it so that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us and made a way for us to to come through with him like a brother that we might know the Father. And that is great love that the Father has lavished upon us that we would be called children of God. For that is what we are. It was so good as well as worship to hear words for now those those words about actually about being an orphan words about and where do I go for my advice words about how do I uh, words about that umbrella and and do I really need to protect myself from this great deluge or do I need to retain it is this actually giving me something to drink right here? So good to hear those things that actually speak into the lives of us now. Yeah? So, so the, those words that are brought, they, they have a, a special place in Scripture. They, they're, they're, called, they're called rima words. They're, they're words for now. Holy Spirit gives them to, to us for now. Actually, you, you know, they might, they're about who's in this room and... and um, and who's bringing it, and, and what, the, what the context is now. And actually, if we, hung, if we hung, on to, hung on to them till next week, would they make as much sense? Would they be as pertinent to that person? Mm, maybe not. It's for now. That is a word from God that the Holy Spirit gives. And this is a word from God, this Bible that is eternal, that is forever. And that any word that we, that we would hear brought from the front of, of church or any time that you might feel the Holy Spirit speaking to you in a, in a picture or, or, um, or, gi- or giving you words to pray, 
all of that, if it's from the Holy Spirit, if it's, if it's from Holy Spirit, it will line up with this word here. This constant, true, complete, sufficient word. It will line up. There will be no contradiction between this word of God, the Logos, and the Rema word of God. When I was younger, I had a um, quite like teenager. I had a um, that was quite a while ago. I I had um, some pictures up in my room um, uh, of some pretty people, some pretty <laughs> women, and if you'd and. And they, they were our attractive women. And, and if you had asked me about those pictures, you embarrassed it. <laughs> I would have been able to say, and said, okay, so tell me what these pictures are about, Tim. I would have been able to say, well, they're pretty. And I would have... And Maybe I would have been able to tell you their names, the names of the women. Okay? And that's it. That's all, that's all I would have been able to tell you. Much as I may have wanted, that, is, that does not constitute a relationship. Yeah? Like a picture of, of an attractive person on your wall does not constitute a relationship in which you know anything about that person. One of those... One of those p- people was Kate Moss. She'd no, no one had ever heard her speak, but uh, like, 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 she never spoke in any, in any. You know, there was she didn't appear in in TV to to ever speak. We didn't even know what she sounded like, but she looked pretty, and she was on my wall. There was an attractive person, and there was nothing like a relationship there. To, to fool myself into thinking, well, okay, well, maybe that's, you know, that could be. No, don't know, en- don't know anything about that person. I don't know what makes them tick. There's nothing about, in a relationship, one person gets to know the other person and vice versa. Yeah? So there w- there's... It's nothing like Psalm 42 would say, which is deep calls to deep. The depth of your heart calls out to the depth of my heart. And actually, just this is a side note, and this is not what I'm talking about, but actually just having a picture of someone on, on your wall and actually thinking, well, that's the basis for attraction, and that's the basis of uh, what a relationship could be. Actually, that's a, a really unhealthy, really dangerous place to, to start with an attitude, actually. That, that, that properly can lead to, well, I'm only interested in this girl or this man because of, um, because of what they look like and, actu- and actually just, be, just because of how uh, sexually att- attracted I am to that person. Yeah, that's, not, that's nothing about the depth or heart of relationship that is going to endure. 
Yeah? So why am I talking about this? I guess, I guess because it's hard to know someone when you don't know much about them. It's hard to have a relationship with someone when you don't know who they are, when you don't know what they've said. We're in a series at the moment talking on, um, talking on our vision as a church and, and what it means to be, or what it means to be part of Jubilee Church. And um, one of the, so, so a good place to start is what's our vision statement? What, how, how do we sum up? What do we, what do we want to be? What are we aiming for? What are our values? And so if you, you we publish this, this is on, our, this is on our, our website. If you want to know what we are, what we're about, you can look on our website and it will tell you this. Our vision is to be a vibrant community shaped by the Spirit, equipped by the Word, and sent to the nations. And that's what we're looking at this morning, is what it means to be equipped by the Word, what it means to value the Word. So if you've been around church a while, you'll have heard the Bible referred to as the Word of God. And also, it's going to be important to understand that when we're talking about the Word of God, we can also mean, and also at the same time, mean Jesus. Okay? That he is described as the Word. That he is eternal. That he is constant. That he is true. That he is unchanging. That he is sufficient. All that he has done is all that we need. All that we need to know about God is in here. All of it is true. So we've just had a wonderful time of worship. Who l- put your hands up if you love Jesus. Give me, put your hands up. Yeah, give me, a, give me a whoop if you love Jesus as well. Yeah, okay. Who loves their Bible? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm feeling a slightly, slightly less enthusiasm on this one. That actually, that we are all up for going, yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah, put, put me on the spot in the right environment. And I'm like, yeah, Jesus, I'm all about him. But what when it comes to, hmm, this book? I've got to read it again. It's old, man. It's, it's really hard. It's big. Look. I hated reading when I was a kid. I, like, I, re- I remember not enjoying reading at all until I was 21. And then there was a book, a book I read and I enjoyed it. But, I, but actually trying to read my Bible before then, tr- before then was hard work. Being a new Christian, not enjoying reading. Oh, man. How, how's it going reading your Bible? Well, I don't really like it, to be honest. It's hard work. It's big. It was written thousands of years ago. What's it got to say to us today? The most important thing we can do when we're reading our Bible is understand that actually, yeah, 
It was written at a certain time to a certain people, but it is true and constant and eternal. So it has to mean something to me now. Let's have a look at what um, uh, a good way to read it is to, when, just before you open it, let's pray. Well, we haven't done that yet this morning, praying for us to understand this word. So let's do that now, yeah? I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit would open the eyes of our heart to understand these old words, these eternal words, these true words, okay? Lord God, we are so grateful for your word. We're so grateful that you revealed yourself and all you have spoken in this word. But it's hard to understand. So we ask, Holy Spirit, would you come now? Come now, as, as we speak, as I, as I speak, would you help us to understand the true meaning of these old words today, of these eternal words today? Holy Spirit, would you reveal today more of Jesus to us, we ask? We know he is the word. And we just wanna we just wanna know about him more. We just wanna understand him more. We wanna fall in love with him more. So would you help us to understand it? Amen. Amen. Right. So if you have a look in two if you have a look in two Corinthians, for example. Um, no, sorry, it's 1 Corinthians 2. And I'm going to read here from uh, verse 6. It says, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age. Come on, it's 2020. Isn't it about time the church did this? But not a wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, um, who, are who are just coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden, and, a God, um, and that God destined for our glory before time began. This is eternal. None of the rulers of this age understood it, whether this was being written 2,000 years ago or now. For if they had, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it's written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things of God has, has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even, with, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. But what we, what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, 
who has examined his thoughts, yeah? Who knows God's heart. So that we may understand what God has freely given us. So this is what we do. When, when we open up the pages of the Bible, when we open up things that were written a long time ago, primal truths that, that these words come from, would you help me to understand them now? Honestly, if you don't do that, these words stand a high chance of staying boring. These words stand a high chance of staying on the page. These words stand a high chance of being forgotten. But ask Holy Spirit to help you understand them. Ask Holy Spirit to help your heart be open to the truth in them. And then they start to live in your heart. Yeah, They start to come alive in your heart. That actually, the, this, word has, this word has been freely given. But wow, do we need help to understand it? Yeah, we need help to understand it. See, God speaks. You get the idea, God's word, God speaks. Let's have a look at the first time that he speaks. Where would you find that? In Genesis 1. First, first chapter, the first thing that God does is he speaks. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. He said it. It happened. His word is powerful. He said, let there be light. There was something in his mind that, that, that went, oh, I've, got, I've got a plan for this darkness. I'm going to speak light into it. He said it and it became the power of his word. That's incredible. He didn't just stop there, though. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning, and that was the first day. So he spoke it into being, and then he named it. Okay? So it isn't just a, oh... Oh, you know that thing. Oh, it's kind of, uh, that thing in the sky. Like, no, it's got a name now. You can so we can we can start to deal with it now. Now, actually, as out in our understanding, we can start to understand. Oh, that's that's light. That's dark. That's day. That's night. Yeah, we we can start to grasp it. When when babies are born and they're just. And they're just looking up at mom and dad and smiling and going and, and, and life is about relatively simple things. It's about food and comfort and love and sleep and trying to maybe get a bit of wind out from time to time. As soon as that young person is able to start to grasp language in their mind, to start to grasp words in their mind. You see their, their thinking ability, their cognitive ability absolutely skyrocket. It goes, it, like life goes from being about simple stuff to, well, now I've got words, I can get out there, 
All right? I, I, know how to, I, I know how to deal with this stuff now. So God in his mercy has not just left us to go, oh, look. <laughs> Let me help you understand this. You can start to think about this and that. Why don't you take that to real scientific principles? You can give those things names as well. One of the first things he gets Adam to do is say, all right, I have, I have spoken. I have named stuff. Now, look, here's all this stuff in creation. I want you to name that. These are words. Use words. I use words. That's quite powerful. You should words. Use your words too, yeah? This is, what, this is what God says. God speaks. He's revealed himself to creation and to us with his words. We should know them. We should know them. And also, we should use them, Yeah? One of the most important things about knowing our, our, what he said, knowing the word of God, it can seem hard at first, yeah? But actually, you might, you might see this in, um, uh, you might see if you, get, if you start to get into a bit of a sport and you kind of see, um, you see someone kind of learning the, the the rules of the sport, and then, like in a year's time, they're absolute experts on it, and they're and they're, talk, they're, they're talking about um, this move and that that they saw in the game. And actually, a year ago, they didn't know they didn't know the rules. But but actually, what's happened is that as they've started to get to know it, they've given more time to it. They've fallen in love with it more. The more they understand it, the more they want to know. This definitely happens when you know the Lord. That actually, okay, this is, this is hard to understand. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going, to ask, I'm going to ask God to help me understand it. Wow, that about God? I want to know more. Give me some more. Give me some. And, and actually, it, it's, it, starts off with a, it starts off with a thing that you then actually start to go, I want to know this and that and that and that. I want to explore you. There's so, there's so much of God I don't know about yet, and I still want to find it out. I need to keep exploring this. I need to keep exploring his word. I want to find out what he's like. Not just to find out what he's like. That isn't the only thing that happens. Ephesians 4.14 says, Then we'll no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the, by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching. You're going to hear a lot of people talk about God in your life. Maybe, hopefully, most of them will be speaking the truth. But not every teaching you hear is going to be correct. Not every teaching you see on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube is going to be correct. We'll no longer... Um, be tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect 
the mature body of him who is, who is the head that is Christ. So the Bible says that actually, okay, God, is, God speaks. You can know him here. You can know him. And as you know him, you want to know him more. And as you know him, he is going to transform you. If you approach, if you approach God's word with, a, with an open heart, he is going to transform you. He is, he's going to transform you and he is going to transform us. This, this passage in Ephesians is, is talking about actually we are going to become a body that is, that is going to be the mature body of, of, with Christ at the head. So it helps to understand this so that when someone brings a word, you, get, you, you can go, yeah, that sounds like that's from God because you know, that totally matches up with what I read in here. Oh, the government wants to do this. Actually, that sounds like quite a good idea because that matches up with what's in my, my Bible. Oh, I heard, I heard this. Well, this person wants to bring that word. Oh, do, you, do you know, I, I don't feel quite com- comfortable about that. Maybe I'll go and talk to him about that afterwards. Keeps coming back to, this is eternal. This is trustworthy. God's word has ultimate place. Ephesians says that we are becoming a body. Our vision statement says that we want to be a vibrant community equipped by the word. Do you know what? If it's hard to read the Bible, any, go on, hands up. Anyone find it hard? Anyone find it hard as a discipline? Anyone find it difficult to do? Yeah? Yeah? The, my, my hand is up. I'm not asking you to put your hand up because, my, because hey, you know, my hand is actually up. You know, it's hard. Do you know what? Do it in community. We want to be a community equipped by the word. Paul says in Ephesians, we are becoming a body that is going to reflect him. That's going to be suitable for Jesus at the, at the head. So do it in community. Talk about it. It's one of the reasons why I wanted you to talk this morning together to go, actually, let me, I'm going to ask you something about the Bible. Yeah? When was the last time over coffee, when was the last time you texted someone to go, what are you reading at the minute? Or, or because that might be a little bit, like, potentially a little bit condemning. Yeah, um, but you might want to say, hey, this is what I'm reading. I've been so encouraged by this at the moment. Or, or do you know what? I'm really struggling to, um, I've been really struggling the past couple of weeks to, to find time to read my Bible. I just keep hit, hitting a brick wall with God's word. Would you pray for me in this? Or maybe, could we do this together? Could, could we get on the, the app, on the, on the Bible app together, and, and you know, we could do a joint plan? Or maybe you want to, you, you know, in, in, in life groups, you're talking about, actually, this is what the word of God means to me. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're journeying through together this week. So important that we don't that we don't go. Ah, do you know what? I can do this on my own. 
Ah, it's hard. It's really hard to do it on your own. It's really hard to walk this journey on your own. If you're lost or wondering which way to turn, okay, the Bible is more than just a map and an advice book. It shows us about God. But Psalm 119 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light to my path. I don't know what to do here. Hang on. Let's, okay, maybe the first time you open your Bible, you're not necessarily going to go, Oh, look, that, I should take that job. Oh, look, I should move to this place. But know the word. Let, let it get into your open heart, and God will lead you with it. Yeah? God will lead you with, you say, okay, Psalm 24, lift up your heads, you ancient gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors of your heart, that the king of glory might come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He is the king of glory. His name is Jesus. He is called the Word. It's called the Word because when we look in, um, let's look at the beginning of the book of John. Actually, no, let's not. Uh, okay, let's just do this thing. Let's help, you get, let's, let's help you get to know your Bible a little bit, right? So if you've got a Bible in your hands that's actually like a paper Bible, yeah, okay, then you can hold it by the spine, put it above your head. This is what we do in Rooted to help people un- get to grips with, with narrative of the Bible, where you're going to find certain stories, okay? If you've got the Bible on your phone, which is totally fine, okay, but you might, just, you might not sort of get a sense on your phone of like where this, because you can search stuff, you might not get a sense of where this story fits into the narrative of the Bible. It's really important to understand actually the, his whole story. So, Bible above your heads. Hold it by the spine. This is what we're going to do. Okay. That's got to be higher than that. It's got to be higher. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be away. Right. Okay. So, so we are, when I say go, we are going for John 1 verses 1 to... Oh, hey. No, oh, no head starts. Now, when I say go. Okay. Okay. John 1 verses 1 to 5. Go. Quick. Man, there's pressure. This is John 1, not 1 John, John 1. Oh, yes. Well done, Sarah. Okay. Sarah, would you like to read it for us? Do you, do you, can, we, need, we need a mic on you, though. That's okay. Yeah. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. Okay. So, so this is at the beginning of a story about Jesus. And this beginning of the story about Jesus decides to call him the Word. 
In the beginning was the Word. Let me tell you about the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him everything was made. Nothing that's been made has been made without Him. Oh, hang on. This sounds a little bit like the beginning of Genesis. In the beginning, God said, God spoke, and this happened. In the beginning, there was light. Oh, in him was life. That happened in Genesis 2. Um, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines and the darkness has not overcome it. Oh, so maybe it was him at the beginning. Maybe it was Jesus at the beginning. Maybe, actually, the word of God is a little bit more than just, okay, Jesus isn't just in the Gospels. Jesus isn't just in the books of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John that are kind of just, just like two-thirds into the way of your Bible. No. The Word of God. He, the Word was there at the beginning. He is constant. He's eternal. He was right there at creation. If we, if we, turn, to, if we turn to Genesis 15, and we see that God is talking to, um, to a guy called Abraham who becomes Abraham and he makes a, a promise with him. What does it say? Genesis 15. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just there at the beginning of John's gospel and the beginning of Genesis. No, he's also there. Meeting with Abraham, I am your shield, I'm your very great reward. Abraham said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is, um, uh, is a servant in my household? Um, then the word of the Lord came to him. This man won't be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. And then he took him outside. And said, look up, at the, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. He said, so shall your offspring be. The word of the Lord, Jesus, came to Abraham and said, whoa, you're, you're feeling hopeless. Let me bring some hope into this situation. Okay? You, you, you think that there's going to be no inheritance that you're passing on. Into your family, I'm telling you, I'm giving, I'm giving you a son, and I'm giving you a nation with it. Okay. Jesus is there. Abraham's really old there as well. So, so, so there was hope in a hopeless situation. There was a miracles had to happen, and well, and acts had to happen as well. Um. See, the words of the Lord, he's, he appears. Je Jesus doesn't just appear in the Gospels, at the beginning, at the end. Okay, he, could, he can appear at Revelation as well. Hey, he's there in, in uh, promising a nation to, uh, to Abraham. He's there, actually, when, when um, uh, 
Joshua turns up and goes, uh, right, I've got to take this Jericho place. Um, This is in the beginning of uh, Joshua 4. No, sorry, 5. Turns up to take Jericho after the, the Israelites have been wandering the desert for years and years and years. And he turns up. And there's this guy with a sword. The word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. And he tries to get him on his team. And he says, okay, uh, you look pretty strong. Uh, Are you for us or are you fighting with them? And this guy, I should actually read it to you. Um, He says, no. But as commander of the army of the Lord... I have now come. And then Joshua fell face down on the ground in reverence and said, what message do you have for me? I came to you thinking like, okay, you, you could be a team member. I came to you thinking like, oh, maybe, maybe God, you could fit into my pocket. Maybe God, you could fit into my mission. Maybe God, you, you, could, you, you could use me as your compass, right? No, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord, and I've come, and you can fight with me. I remember, um, I remember when I was, oh man, I've been telling you loads of stuff about when I was younger. When I, when I was younger, and I, I was a teenager at this, for this one, and I had to put on a big party, and I put on a, a, a hired this function room, um, in a pub, and um, for a lot of people to come to, and it was going to be a lot of fun, and uh, and I was in charge. I was, I, I, the whole thing was, you know, me sorting it. Oh yes. And um, before you know, we were getting things set up, and I was in that room, just I'm um, just doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Okay, doing sinful things, illegal things that I just shouldn't have been doing. And this guy walks in from the pub. And I was like, oh, mate, could you... Uh, oh, no, sorry. He, he, he walked in thinking that... You know, he walked in, and I thought, oh, you're looking for the loo. Uh, we'll, we're... Um, no, this is a private room, mate. And he went, oh, I'm the landlord. And what you're doing is about to jeopardize your entire night that you've got planned. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I apologize. I, I'm really sorry. And, and he was gracious, and I sorted it out, and, and we, we still got to have the party. Joshua turns up, sees Jesus, sees the commander of the armies of the Lord, and goes, you want to get involved with my party? Nah, I'm the landlord. I'm in charge. When we, when we approach this word, don't, don't think, okay, here's my, this, is my, this is my party. Do you, let's, see, um, let's see if there's anything in here that can get involved with my party. Yeah? Let's, let's go, uh, you're the boss. 
you've invited me into your story. How can I, how can I, what, what can I do? Jesus, show, show me what to do with, with my life. Show, show me how to be like you, Jesus. Jesus is so good, isn't he? He is just so good. I, we're going to, we're going to have to finish. Um, and, and so I wonder if you would uh, just stand to your feet. If you've got young uh, children in, in Frog Club, uh, then now is your time to go and get them. I wonder if the band would come up um, uh, and, and lead us in a song uh, as, as we finish. As we've talked about the word being like a sword. Ephesians says the, the, wor- the word of the Lord Sorry, Ephesians says, take up the sword of the Spirit. Um, Hebrew says the word of the Lord is like uh, sharper than any two-edged sword. And do you know what? Jesus knows it so well. Even though he is the word, he says when he's tempted, when he's tired, he says, oh, I'm going to, I know these scriptures. I know these words. Devil, when you come to me and you say, ah, why don't you do this? I'm going to, I'm going to reply to you with scripture. Because that's, uh, when you say, hey, why don't you have that bread? I'm going to say to you, no, man cannot live on bread alone. But on every word that comes from the mouth of God. When when Jesus turns up in his hometown and he says, all right, you can read this in, in Luke 4 if you want to. When he turns up in his hometown, he says, he reads out Isaiah and he says this. He says, so he gets up in front of his temple, synagogue, sorry, and he, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. They'll know these words. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set liberty to those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he he gives it back, sits down and says, Today those words are fulfilled in your presence. I am the fulfillment of the word. I am the word and I am the fulfillment of the word of God. Aren't you glad that, that actually it's his party, it's his story, that we're jumping in on him setting, setting liberty to the captives, that we're jumping in on him laying down all of his sacrifice so that, so that we might be joined in, yeah? Aren't you, aren't you glad that, that, that he says, I will give you sight, where you were blind. Oh, Jesus is so good. Let's, let's respond to him in this song. Let's just, our hearts, let's offer open hearts to him. And let's fall in love with him more. to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.